Welcome to the But Here We Go podcast. Coming at you from But Here We Go Studios, we've got Allie Batir, we've got Joe Batir. We don't have Jacob Batir. We do not have Jacob Batir. We don't have any special guests. Special guests, I'm talking to you. Where you at? Why haven't you recorded yet? And and we got a great show this week, don't we? I mean, it is your. This is a Joe a Joe week where I don't know the subject content content subject content <laughs> true we I don't know. we didn't have a scoping call we didn't really plan it out so much this week is our thanksgiving special oh that would make sense it would because this is the week of thanksgiving in case anybody listening doesn't know what thanksgiving is it is a national holiday and let's to be clear it's saturday today so technically, doesn't Thanksgiving week start next or tomorrow? Correct, <laughs> correct. But this show is you're dropping right, the right. week of Thanksgiving. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yep. And we are starting a new kind of a new thing here. Get my phone out. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. Oh my gosh, you're taking a selfie. What I'm taking doing? a selfie. Oh my gosh, please don't post this on social media. Oh no, it's getting posted on social media. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> This is the the new segment called Fake Advertising or Fake Sponsorship for the Batir We Go podcast. You're just desperate for sponsors. I am. That is correct. Who is sponsoring us today? This week, our sponsor, and that's in quotes, our sponsor. Who is unaffiliated and has not approved, like, given any approval. Unaffiliated, not this is not approved sponsorship. This is one of those like gag advertisements, something that you would see on SNL, but not not really. It's really, it is. <laughs> no, no, no. It is. This is a company that we know about that we right. that you happen to have a hat of. Yeah. So here's here's the deal. This is what this is. I am going to go through all of my hats every week. I'm going to wear a new hat. And whoever's hat I'm wearing is going to be our quote-unquote sponsor for that week. And then I'm going to give a little spiel about that company. Yes. I'm raising my hand. Um, question. So yes. if you magically, hypothetically speaking, if you were to magically find a hat in your closet, it would just have to be included Per your rules? That is exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to go through all of my hats. Okay, so if, hypothetically speaking, a hat showed up and there was a sentence or a phrase upon the hat, (laughs) are you contractually obligated to then read that statement on air? (laughs) Hypothetically speaking. Hypothetically, sure. Okay. There is no contract with anybody. This is purely our show, which My, means we can do whatever we want evil, all the time. Evil Ali's brain is working of how I can turn this into a prank. But I was going to say that for anybody out there, the thousands and thousands of listeners we have, or the seven, <laughs> somewhere in between, for those listeners, if you want to get a shout out on the show Give and a be a sponsor, you just need to Send me a hat. Can I share a quick story about like my favorite prank of all time? Yeah, go ahead. And then we'll talk about our sponsor this week. Um, so at my, the, at my old job, we used to, we were just messing around. 
Um, but one, like one day, either our boss went like left early for the weekend or like was out a couple days. Anyway, we went in and we, um, she had a picture of like a family photo on her desk and we took a picture of the family photo and then photoshopped all of our heads onto her family members' bodies and then replaced the picture in the picture frame and like put it exactly where it was. Let me tell you, not only was that like the funniest thing that I had ever done, but it was so freaking funny because it took her forever to realize it. And when she did, she was like so freaked and it was the best thing I've ever done. I felt so, I was, oh my gosh, I can't even, it was my favorite thing. How long did it take her to figure it out? Oh, or him? I guess I don't know who your boss was. A, a, a decently long time. And by decently long We're time, talking about weeks, months, hours. You know, I, I, I seem to recall some, like my coworkers spilling the beans a little bit earlier. Or like, like nudging to point it out because we all were laughing our butts off and couldn't quite contain ourselves. So maybe a couple days. But it was it was a pretty ghastly family photo photo at that point because of our my terrible Photoshop skills and all of our faces on bodies that aren't ours. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> Similar to that, there was a prank that would would go around the the lab that I used to work in. If somebody left their computer unattended and and just open unlocked, so you could actually get to their home screen, do do whatever you wanted on their computer. Oftentimes what would happen is either a the background would get changed. Right, right. And it would often be something some type of man that was dressed pretty skimpily. <laughs> and it got very it got very involved very quickly to the point of of sneaking pictures in because it's really easy to change the background. Right, it's right. like, oh, you guys got me. Okay, like go in and like change it. Icons or like stuff like that. Changing icons. At one point, it you would work them into the screensaver back when there were screensavers. <laughs> and they would be- There are still screensavers. There would be pictures that would be going through almost like a, like a oh. digital photo album. And then boom, there's a naked man. <laughs> And it's just scrolling through every <laughs> once in a while, bam, naked man. Oh not gosh. not fully naked, mostly naked. And the, then the, the most work appropriate version of naked possible. Correct. Correct. And the one that I thought was the best, and I still don't fully know how it was done because I, I didn't care to figure it out. It was the the background got changed and it was a picture of that got got saved. So it looked like the background, yes. except you couldn't actually click on anything. Right. right. It was almost like, it's like the iPhone equivalent of sending the emoji of the three dots. Right. Saying you're typing something when really you're not typing anything. Right. Oh my gosh. I love it. I'm bringing yeah. me back memories. Yep. But. Your hat. Not to, yeah, not to detract from the sponsor of the show today. The sponsor of the show today is Evil Cowboy Hot Sauce. Now, Evil Cowboy Hot Sauce, I like to call them a cottage company. What's a cottage company, you might ask? Well, it is a it is a small mom and pop company that is making a product 
to make the world a better place. Right. And we actually know this mom and pop. We know this mom and pop. They make great hot sauce. They make great salsas. They even make a Bloody Mary mix that I'm not a Bloody Mary guy. So I have very few comparisons to make. But I'm pretty sure it's the best Bloody Mary mix in the world. That is high praise, sir. You can say it's high praise, but I probably have only had (laughs) seven Bloody Marys in my whole life. I will go on record to say it is the best Bloody Mary mix in the entire world. (laughs) Well, there you go. Thank you. So that's... Unofficial sponsor. Yeah. Thank you to, to Evil Cowboy Hot Sauce. If any of you are out there looking for hot sauce... Give them a call. What is your first question for the night? So, this is the Thanksgiving Day week Thanksgiving episode. And I thought it would be fun to just kind of talk about Thanksgiving. As in favorite dishes, favorite non-traditional dishes. Go through some things we're thankful for, things we're not thankful for. And just, just have some fun really getting into the thankfulness mood and starting to get ready for for the week of festivities that is Thanksgiving. What is your favorite Thanksgiving food? What is my favorite? Mm-hmm. See, this is this is important to point out. Most times when I am leading a podcast, like doing the interviewing, mm-hmm. I don't answer the questions. Oh, fudge. Do I need an answer? No, I I realized I was going to need to answer, (laughs) but I didn't prepare any answers. Oh, that's funny. Well, I mean, I can take it. I don't like Thanksgiving food. But you got to have a favorite. Uh, Mac and cheese. Is that a Thanksgiving food? Oh, that's a good one. That's not really, but it's... Mac and cheese is always good. It's... it's, What was that? I have no idea what that sound was. That was weird. It sounded like a dog or something. It sounded like a dog. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big, I like, I'm like a turkey deli meat fan, but like the sliced turkey, I'm not the biggest fan of, not a ham fan, hand fan, ham fan. (laughs) What's your favorite food? My favorite is going to be green bean casserole. That's your favorite out of everything? Oh, yeah. Hands down. I mean, like, I'm a fan, I like the green bean casserole, but that's not what I would have picked for. No, I'm not. I am like stuffing or something. I'm you. not going to include desserts because desserts are a whole new world. Okay, okay. We can we can do favorite desserts as well. Okay. But definitely the green bean casserole. And I don't know why. I think it may be I'm gonna go on record saying I, I literally have no memory of you ever actually eating a green bean casserole. I'm in shock right now. It's pretty much only Thanksgiving. And I think it's because That's, it seems <laughs> no one makes it. <laughs> <laughs> other I, times of the year. I, I definitely feel like casseroles were a thing of the 80s and 90s. Mm, I love good casserole, though. Oh, yeah. Casseroles so are delicious. Mm. Now, here's broccoli a cheese ca- oh, so broccoli good. cheese casserole. What about... This, if I could just insert this. I think I was... I don't... I have not been a huge fan of Thanksgiving food. I, I don't know. I think it's just a thing. But I think it really comes down to the fact that um, when I I just found out, no, I didn't even know that I was pregnant. It was that early, and at my our company had this huge like they had an annual Thanksgiving like potluck situation, and so like the most Thanksgiving foods, right? And 
I also made uh, Brussels sprouts, and then I made, what was the other thing I made that I can't have now because of it? Anyway, I think I now, because I got so sick, like morning sickness, but I didn't know, I thought it was just like I was not feeling well. But it turns out later, I, I found out like literally like three days later that I was pregnant. And I think that is a huge contributing factor to why I don't like Thanksgiving foods. I'm sure that has to do with something. So you don't necessarily like, I th- you have you have recent, aversion. recent aversions right. built up towards Thanksgiving foods. Right. And, and I will, I will concede, you don't just eat stuffing every day. Just like you don't just eat green bean casserole every day. They are very... Right. It's very specific foods. And so it's just not my jam. And like, granted, I feel like our our family's not... I feel like now, I feel like we've talked about holidays a lot lately on this podcast. And it's I, holiday season. Right. I, I'm coming to the conclusion that we just did not do traditional holidays growing up. Because anytime you ask me about like a holiday, the food is like literally not even part of the traditions. Because like we would have like Mexican Thanksgiving or like Italian Thanksgiving and just have a bunch of random foods. Like it's where like we were never attached to a food item with the exception of my grandmother's chocolate chip pie. Oh, and you've had that. I'm telling you, the desserts are the desserts are a totally different category. Right, right, right. But well, what's your favorite Thanksgiving dessert? Favorite Thanksgiving dessert? I am. See, I'm going, weird again. I don't like Thanksgiving desserts. I'm going with a classic apple pie with vanilla ice cream. Right, but this is a thing. That's not a Thanksgiving dessert. <laughs> that's, but, that's an American so, pastime. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is an American pastime. And as you know, pumpkin pie in the realm of pies is probably my least favorite of the pies and in the realm of desserts i would almost say it is my least favorite dessert wow but you want to know what my like what i prefer like don't get me wrong i like me a good apple pie but i will trade any pies for a raspberry pie with vanilla ice cream and a raspberry pie is raspberries and blackberries not raspberries i feel like it can't raspberries cannot possibly be in a pie could they raspberries i guess they could it's gonna be an expensive pie I'm but i'm sure a raspberry pie is blackberries and raspberries that and would make sense like the perfect because i feel like and i love blackberry pies but they can be almost on the like, super sweet side but the oh, it's just so good oh i would prefer that over peach and i'm not a peach Ooh, pie person i i love peach cobbler Peach cobbler, that is one of, probably one of my favorite really? fruit-based okay. desserts. <laughs> that was going to be like your favorite dessert, but no. you very much limited that. Fruit, fruit-based desserts. Wow, okay. Yep. Well, there you go. We have gotten off track. We're now talking about general desserts, because I, I have never had a, I've never had a peach pie at Thanksgiving. I think it's a summery thing. Yeah, because peaches are definitely not in season right, it's like a July when it's time. Thing. Now, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Do you consider a pecan pie a Thanksgiving dessert? Um, uh, I'm going to plead the fifth on this one because I don't think I've ever eaten a pecan pie. What? It's not my jam. When I first came to Texas, I was told 
that pecans grew wild. Well, it is our state And you could, <laughs> you could go and just collect right. hordes upon hordes of pecans. Right. This may, this may make, I don't know, make you upset. I don't, I don't even know the phrase. The it floor. won't. I honestly have not. It has not been until recently that I've even been able to truly eat pecans. I didn't did not I was just not a walnut or pecan and Fan. more so walnuts. I would eat more walnuts, but I yeah, pecans yep. has been a a taste that I have acquired yep. over time. But then I think the thing with a pecan pie is one, it's just a lot of pecan in my mind. I honestly couldn't even tell you what it tastes like. I do not have a memory of eating pecan pie. Here is my my take on the last pecan pie I ate, which is me wondering about pecan pie. It is it is very dark and it really is almost like a like a sugar right. gelatin mm-hmm. with a layer of pecans on top. Right, right, right. So I look at it and I'm like, is this pecan pie or is this a sugar pie right. topped with, with pecans? pecans? Right. When I'm more of a cream pie gal. Oh yeah, I yeah. just think those are far. Like if, as far as like the, if you're stepping away from the fruit pies, and this may again be tangents, I'm more in the cream pie when it comes to the pies. Yep, I'm not like I, the pecan and the pumpkin. Also, I don't think I've ever had pumpkin pie. I'm not big on pumpkin. I am. I would like a Boston cream pie. in pies. Definitely, cream pies coconut, are the top. Coconut cream. If oh my gosh, cream I, pies. I Definitely love coconut cream pie. Coconut cream pie is delicious. So freaking good. Remember that wedding we went to in Illinois, <laughs> and we were we were across the street from Baker Square. I don't know what Baker Square is. I know, but do you remember? Wait. I was trying to figure out how to bring pies home. Wait, wait, wait! Illinois wedding, Illinois, which recently? It was Vespa's wedding. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I was trying to figure out how to bring pies home because they make. The best pies. And I forget... Could we not bring it on the plane? The problem is none of our bags were big enough, so they would be laid sideways. Right. And I was like, okay, if we do a cream pie and you give it to me frozen, and I was like, is that pie going to stay frozen for like eight hours? Am I going to be good? And they were like, no. It needs to just and, know. And you're not going to have it shipped. That's crazy. Yeah. And they had this one chocolate pie that was just so amazing that I was like, I need to bring this home. Because I remember going and I would go to Baker Square and... Is it a square or is it a, the name of a company and it's a factory? Baker Square is a chain of restaurants. Okay. Now it is owned by a larger company, but and now they all have the same pies and I actually, after that wedding, I looked to see, because they were like, oh, just look up this. This is our parent company, and Did you can get the, the same pie pies. at the wedding? I have no memory. No, we were across the, we stayed in a hotel across the street from Baker Square. Uh, and I was trying to figure out at like 1030 at night after the wedding, I went over there and started asking how I could like buy a pie and bring it home. But alas, I couldn't. Such a sad, tragic story. Yep, it was. What is your next question? So, because you are not necessarily the biggest fan of of Thanksgiving foods, right? What is your favorite non traditional Thanksgiving meal? Now, it this well, we it's a weird yeah. it's a weird way to phrase that. 
really what I'm trying to ask is what would be what would make your favorite celebratory meal? Something that you would say, oh, Thanksgiving, maybe I should make this as opposed to a turkey. I'm going to I'm going to suggest making this. Oh, God, that's such a hard and it, question. Because I know we have done. You know, at, me, though, I'm not big on. I mean, I love food, but, but I don't really attribute memories to food. I think that there's and and let me let me finish this thought. So we've done across the the past however many years we've done holidays together. I remember doing anything from homemade pizza to one year I think we had ramen at one location. Kick butt lasagna. We've done lasagna. Mm -hmm. We've done shrimp scampi. Yeah. Spaghetti and meat. See again, we're having spaghetti a and meatballs. <laughs> so there's pasta. there's a lot of different things that we've done. Given like those ideas, like what is that one thing that if you're getting people together and you're celebrating, like what is going to be that go to dish? Uh, it's probably going to be mac and cheese. Let's be honest. No, uh, <laughs> I honestly I, I, just throw <laughs> some lobster tails in it. Ew, no. You just ruined the mac and cheese. You know, I'm not big on. I've had lobster like one time. Not a fan. It's like a giant shrimp, and and you know me. And and shrimp shrimp are delicious. No, and I feel like I'm going to come across as a really picky eater on this podcast. (laughs) Like just thinking back, I'm not a picky eater. But I think it's just that food is not a priority. It's not like a huge deal to me. Uh, I'm going to evade the question because I honestly don't know. But you did just remind me of. a traditional food in our family that I just remembered was a thing for the holidays. Tell me. And my Nana would always make a pot roast. Ooh. And it was freaking delicious. And we always loved that. And then she, we, what do we call them? We call, I don't remember. I think we had like a special name for them when we were kids, but like these like dinner rolls, they were so good. And then she'd make a salad with like a strawberry vinaigrette or whatever. Like that to me, like we, until she got older, that was like the meal that we would have. Mm. I think, which I guess explains why. Because I, I've been trying as we were, have been gearing up for the holidays, and we had like a like a early Thanksgiving with your side of the family a couple weeks ago, and had the whole you know the whole shebang. And I really, we just, I don't think we ever did a traditional. Like I think we had turkeys and ham, but this the, everything else. We may have had some parts of it, but it was never like. Yeah. But I, I do feel like, I think it's because you're from the Midwest. What does that mean? Growing up, I had like this mentality in my head of like, an all American family, and it wasn't like anyone that I knew. Like, it, <laughs> I'm trying to explain this. Like, it it's it like, wasn't Texas. Like the all American family that you saw on TV, like. Uh, like the family in like Home Alone, Leave It to Beaver, like, not Leave It to Beaver, but like the family in Home Alone, or like these, these. I don't know. I can't explain it. But then when I met you, and then I visited the Midwest, I was like, it clicked, and I was like, oh, all these families are based off the Midwest. It makes sense <laughs> now why none of this seemed super familiar to me. Like it was familiar in the sense of like family. The concept of family is familiar. But like the and this is very strange to you because you grew up in the Midwest, so you probably you do not understand the juxtaposition of this. But like even the homes, like if you watch movies, the homes look different because in Texas, 
It's our, all ranches. We, we don't have basements. Like we don't. So One-story ranches. We don't have like, majority and, of them. Well, and we're a lot newer too. At least yeah. where I, I've always grown up in like really like subdivisions that are cookie cutter subdivisions. Yeah. And, like stuff like that. But when you look at all these classic movies, and by classic, I'm talking like 1980s, 90s. So not even the older ones, but again, like the Home Alones, the recent movies. The it, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. They are Midwest. It's everything is set in the Midwest. I do. I am curious. Because you make a very, very strong point there. And right now, everything is filmed in Georgia. In Georgia. Right. I wonder if Illinois had a thing. Because Chicago gets films sometimes. It's one of the big places. Well, New York, New York Chicago, is big. Right. Obviously, L.A. for all the sound stages and everything. But I totally agree that i do feel like a lot of of those films in the 80s ferris bueller's day off home alone even like the breakfast club the breakfast club they all def i know for sure home alone and ferris bueller's day off those take place in chicago the breakfast club feels like a chicago or chicago suburb high school right the one the one movie I can think of, I guess there's two movies. Mean Girls takes place, I think it actually, they say in it, Evanston, or maybe it's somewhere else, but that is supposed to be a Chicago suburb. Well, Evanston is a Chicago suburb, I thought. Yeah. I, I don't remember if they explicitly oh, say yeah, yeah, Evanston. Okay, I get what you're saying. And then the other one that I remember is Transformers. <laughs> Which, that's sci-fi, so that doesn't right. that doesn't count. But here's this, and it it may just be be because from a media standpoint, Texas is very stereotyped. So no one is saying like the all American family in Dallas, Texas. No, it's like the horse <laughs> went by. It's all cowboys. Like anytime Dallas is referenced in anything, it is Western related, and that is just not universal. And. Um, and I'm thinking of this now. So, like, Midwest is obviously heavy. But then a ton, especially, like, the high school coming-of-age stories are set in, like, L.A. Like, an L.A. Yep. California school. That is true. Which, that is surprising to me because that is also, like, a Texasy, like, very specific. That is very specific. Right, that not everybody can relate to. But I'm wondering if that is more a an aspire like people think that's like cool. Like it's not the all American thing. It's like ooh, like that's like the cool. You know, California is the place to be. Vibe, right. I don't know. Anyway, I do. I do have that feeling that a lot of people coming from the Midwest. I feel like a lot of people always aspired to go to California mm. and so to make that move. Again, it's the Midwesterners driving the media. That's what's going on. Maybe. Honestly, if I had enough time and the resources, I would love to see a study that just like scanned movies and determined the uh, most common places that stories and movies are set. And I would promise you it would be the Midwest. I bet there has been that study. You know, I bet that they teach that in, in film, film school. school. If anyone listening went to film school and is like nodding along, like, oh my God, this is like a thing, please let me know because I'm dying to know. Maybe we should have a a 
guest on the show who is in the film industry. <laughs> sure. Do you know? Let's give Ron Howard a call. We know him, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Anywho. No, okay. we don't know any any big names. What? What's my next question? Well, I was. Were you going to answer? No, go are ahead. Any of these? No, no, no. Are any of these questions questions you plan on answering? No, I answered the first one. No, no, we've only asked. Question. We've only asked two questions. Well, I, well, I, I answered the first one, sort of. Second one, anyway. What's yep, your, you did. What's your favorite? My favorite non traditional. This is this is a very tough one because we have just always had traditional Thanksgiving meals. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Because I go to it every year. Yeah. There has never been a year where we... It's from the Midwest. It might be. Maybe that is a thing. Maybe the Midwest holds on to the American tradition as much as they can for as long as they can. This is an intentional (laughs) pause. (laughs) And that's where we cut to add in our second second sponsor of the show <laughs> the midwest <laughs> the midwest this show is brought to you by cornfields oh or soybeans depending on the year or racism what <laughs> racism in the midwest Pekin, illinois was the headquarters Ooh, for the KKK. illinois shout out to Pekin. Uh, no it's chirac it's uh, bad that's pretty anyway and that's what they call it i know what's your other question Unless okay. You wanna, do you want to talk about tra- non-traditional food, or you I I don't. I was gonna say this was this is a kind of related, but it is a traditional food. Is the day after Boxing turkey day. sandwich, or is that Boxing Day? Is December twenty sixth takes place in the UK and more importantly in Australia. I am going to um, say you don't like turkey sandwiches. No, no, no. no. I'm gonna. I'm going to just hold on to your butt. Um, we didn't do that. You didn't do turkey sandwiches the day no, after. But it's we, because you never had turkey. No, we had turkey. We were never given the leftovers. What? Where did they go? It all went to Chip, my grandpa. He, They kept, <laughs> Nana made all the food. <laughs> and Chip ate all the leftovers? All the leftovers for Chip. So we never got leftovers from Thanksgiving. Chip would eat all of it? Over like a week's time, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, the woman slaved away. We're not going to steal her leftovers. Wow. Where's Chip from? He is from New Jersey, I think. Boom. That's not the Midwest, but... I think it's a thing. Like the further east you live, the more you hold on to those traditions. We're the wild, wild west out here in Texas. We do everything different. Yeah. I know somebody who grew up in Hawaii. Hawaii? Yeah, Hawaii. And she said they just, they wouldn't like do any of these holidays. They would just go down to the beach and have a bonfire. Right. Like that, that was their tradition for Christmas, Thanksgiving. Right. Easter, I'd be curious Boxing know, Day, everything. I'd be curious to know if Alaska does traditional holidays. You know what? You That's should, a great you idea. Ask your friend because I'm going to phone a friend right now. Just text him because, and and this is just based off of whatever you've told me about Alaska. But then when we went up there, I just don't feel like it'd be their vibe. Thanksgiving like I, or just anything. I feel like they would celebrate Christmas because Christmas is celebrated worldwide. But for some reason, I don't see them celebrating like the like the in, like for sure the indigenous peoples, but like the people who've been there for forever, even if they're not indigenous, 
I just don't see them doing that. But then I guess if you grew up doing it, I don't know. For some reason, Alaska is just not like registering to me as celebrating Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I think about. I agree. They're too close to Canada. I just I don't think know about. What it is. Yeah, I would Wait, think. Hold on, does Canada? No one else celebrates no, Thanksgiving, right? Canada has a Thanksgiving. It is like October twenty first. Did they also kill off the natives with smallpox blankets for their Thanksgiving <laughs> holiday? <laughs> wow, just digging in. I I don't know, but since we're talking about indigenous people and Are you Canada, do a plug for I am doing do a plug it. for my show, yes. Energy Transition Solutions. This week, the show that's being released is all about the Tudeka Geothermal Project. This project is 100% owned by the Fort Nelson First Nation. And Do they have like an indigenous name? Their name is the Fort Nelson First Nation. Okay, but let's let's just use some context clues in basic history knowledge and recognize that their legit name probably isn't Fort Nelson Indigenous Tribe. <laughs> You're asking me what their name is like what their in native name is, yeah. In did they tell you their native tongue? Yeah, I did not ask. Okay, that was not okay. I I can't. I am lucky enough that I can right. pronounce Tudeka, <laughs> let alone right. the rest of their native right, right, right. tongue. Right. Okay. So continue so this show is all about that project, but more importantly. We end up talking a lot more about the in what what the geothermal project means for that indigenous community, and I have Chief Gale on. She's great. I've got John Ebel on. He's great, and Chief Gale just does such a good job of of explaining the viewpoint of of her tribe and and making it making it for somebody like me who i could understand it i could empathize with it and at the same time i didn't feel i didn't feel stupid i didn't feel like i was being reprimanded for anything i felt like it it was a good teaching moment that also inspired and motivated me to do better awesome. without making me feel bad. Right. So, and we, if you're listening to this podcast right now, you can also switch over because your podcast will also be, it will also Monday. drop on Monday. Right. So, I'm excited. So, everybody should go and listen to it. And one more thing I don't, I don't necessarily care where you're at on the, on the political spectrum or where you're at on the whatever spectrum. I think this is probably one of the easiest and safest ways to go and learn about indigenous cultures and about indigenous tribes and and their viewpoint Mm. because you literally only have to download the show. You don't have to worry about actually talking to anybody. Right, right. Well, and that's cool that I think a lot more people – well, honestly, I think a lot of people are really interested – in learning and educating themselves, but I think, I think there's a lot of fear, right? And so, and be, of being reprimanded or judged for asking basic questions. And so that's awesome that she's super, she was super encouraging and, oh yeah, and ready to and want willing to to educate and just help people along. That's awesome. 
Yep. And that made me think of one of my favorite, what I would call a non-traditional Thanksgiving food. Which is? The first year I was in Dallas, I had Thanksgiving with Andres Ruzo's family. Is that how you say his name? (laughs) (laughs) I probably mispronounced it. I was trying to pronounce it correctly. Oh, and they're from Peru. They're from Peru slash Nicaragua slash America. But they make a, what he said is a traditional stuffing. Oh. Which really is is more of a, how do I explain it? It is taking the organs and basically making a kind of a grind out of them. So it's almost like a meat gravy. Okay. I think I I can't really explain it. This. I can't explain it well. And this was back in 2009. Right. So it's been a long time since I had this. But that I was it good. I surprisingly found it very good. I was thinking um, because this month is actually it's also Native American Heritage Month. Correct. Our Indigenous Peoples, whatever. I, I honestly I think the official title is Native American history month or heritage month and it did make me think about um because I, I read a book by um a native american earlier in the month that it could be fun um again and this is coming from me and i'm not big on thanksgiving traditional foods but i do think it would be fun as like an educational tool for jake and us is to incorporate some sort of indigenous food into our thanksgiving meals like because i think like venison <laughs> well, I'm just saying like venison recipe. was probably on the table right, right, right but like a like apparently wild rice was like very big in indigenous meals a wild rice dish maybe some maize yeah just, maize. Like that. just as a teaching moment i think would be fun because i do think and we don't necessarily you know have to um talk about how terrible the pilgrims were but we can honor we don't need the, to bring up the smallpox blankets right, we can bring that up at a different time but just honor the community's that were here before and are still here today and are very vibrant communities. And frankly, helped us survive. Right. Like without them, right. we all would have died. Right. And so I think that would be cool of a way to kind of introduce that. And then venison is, I'll get the, I'll get the back straps out of the freezer. They'll Perfect. be ready for Thursday. Perfect. When did you first hear about the smallpox blanket situation? Because I very much think I was like, a little bit too old to just now be finding that out. I I think that you probably told me about the smallpox blankets. Wait, what? I think that I was the one who but, told you. But let's let's talk about this a little bit since it's Thanksgiving. <laughs> since we're on our Thanksgiving Day special, let's talk about smallpox blankets. Were those intentionally? Yes. They they intentionally had smallpox. They, they like took the, if I remember correctly, they discover what we know now is um, because there were no livestock in. Yes, correct. Right. And that's where most of our diseases come from. Correct. They they go to livestock person to us. Yes. They had very little disease on this continent. Yes. And so the Native Americans just did not have a good enough immune system because they had not had to deal with just like basic stuff. Like the common cold would have wiped them out, right? Correct. And so 
the pilgrims without understanding entomology or whatever i guess figured this out and so when one of their groups of people got smallpox or whatever they took the blankets and then gifted them that's harsh it's pretty and i was reading a book um at the beginning of the year so like almost a year ago now so i'm not gonna i'm gonna say just go read the book. it's lies my uh, history teacher told me by james lowen and he actually passed away a couple months ago anyway um it like uh not just the smallpox but like american or pilgrim diseases wiped out like 80 percent of like the native american and unintentionally so it like i think some of it was intentional but a lot of it was just yeah yeah so that bringing that stuff over that is something that we learned the unintentional aspect of it and very similar the the simple fact of of this being a more pristine land right where there wasn't livestock it really was the indians were able to live off the land native americans they were able to live off the land so they didn't have to keep livestock right and because of that they had these i wouldn't say weakened immune systems they just didn't to keep yeah exactly it wasn't an option for them yeah well, I mean, they could have maybe tried to tame bison. bison. Yeah. Maybe they could have tried. Who knows? Or wolves. That's not livestock. <laughs> no, but dogs. Can you never growl again? Please don't. So the, yeah, so that is something that I did learn in school was that many Native Americans got wiped out because of the disease that was brought over along with Europeans. But the intentionality right. of it, that I think that is, stuff. that. yeah, that was not brought up in class. Heavy topics, mm. Thanksgiving. What? <laughs> Heavy topics, Thanksgiving. Um, what's your next question? Hold on. I have a text from my Alaska, oh, Alaska friend. from my Alaska correspondent. He said, Yes. No, he said, yeah, we do. Did he think you were an idiot? What did you ask him? I said, hey, do y'all celebrate Thanksgiving? And he said, yeah, we do. Maybe it's like, duh, we're Alaskans. We're also Americans, you idiots. The, the next questions I wanted to ask, and we can go through these pretty quickly. Really just the big things of... What are a few things you're thankful for right now? And what are a few things you're not thankful for right now? So I'll start. One of the things that I am thankful for at this time, naps. (laughs) We've been... You took like literally a two-second nap today. (laughs) Oh, and it was glorious. That's the thing. Naps, the older you get, it doesn't matter how fast or how long or whatever they are. Naps, for me, are just like, they're just like that little bit that you need. It's like a, it's like one of those five-hour energies. Just give me a, a quick 30-second nap. Boom, I'm done. I'm ready. And I think you can relate. Since Jake hasn't napped all week, if he were to nap... Just imagine how thankful you would be for that nap. Not for you to nap. Right, right, right. But him having a nap. It would be helpful. Oh, naps. You wonder what I'm thankful for? Tell me. 
boba tea. Oh, Ugh. boba tea. When I'm having a bad day, that boba tea is just like such a great pick me up, and it just makes me feel better. Not even from the caffeine. It's just it's just fun to drink, Joe. I just love boba tea. And it would be really nice if someone listening wanted to just send me a random boba tea because they love me and they cared about my friendship. You know what would be really great? <laughs> if we could get a boba tea hat to have on the podcast Wait, as a sponsor. Do we have a boba tea? I have a boba tea hat it's on the wall right over there. <laughs> it's true. You do. It just will have to find its way into the sponsorship. And it will not do anything to get me any it won't, closer to a boba tea. It won't get you any extra boba tea. <laughs> so... It's a good point. It's a good point. What's another thing you're thankful for? I'm thankful for this great state of Alaska who does also celebrate Thanksgiving. <laughs> I am also thankful for Alaska. They have and also Hawaii. Like it's fine. Yeah, Hawaii's cool too. Hawaii's cool. I don't want to. I like. I like Hawaii. <laughs> Hawaii's fun. They're enjoyable. I will say, when we went there on our honeymoon. The one thing that kept coming up, vomit. kept kept coming up, and kept coming out of our mouths—not the vomit part. The <laughs> thing we were saying, <laughs> there was no, there was no vomit on our honeymoon. Maybe other people were vomiting <laughs> while we were on our honeymoon, but we didn't. We didn't vomit. <laughs> I was gonna say we kept asking ourselves. And just out loud to whoever would listen, why is Hawaii a state? It's, it should not be a state. It's and, just... And we, again, and we... Loved it. To the loved it. We loved it. But we... Great was, trip. The general vibe and like what we were told was like the native Hawaiian, Hawaiians or whatever don't want to be a state. They still are, are they generally anti-being right. being a state. They want to be their own thing. Yeah. Kind of like uh, Mr... Uh, pumpkin suit guy which mr pumpkin suit you know mr pumpkin suit oh guy gosh i'm johnny thankful s pumpkins yeah i'm i'm thankful for johnny s pumpkins that's not his name but it's close anyway. skittles mcgee pumpkin man <laughs> <laughs> um no but this is um let's bring it up full circle hawaii also doesn't have any native animals well, i mean they didn't have any native livestock but they also didn't have any native animals yeah all those chickens and feral cats you see running around they are not native folks <laughs> they have none right or just did they just have monkeys they had they had a lot of birds they don't have any monkeys i don't right. think they had a lot of birds and that's what you get on a lot of those a lot of the Pacific like a Islands. It's a stopover point for birds, and a lot of them will will nest on those islands. Like they'll they'll pick their favorite and they'll nest, which is a very very significant problem. Once you started having European travelers, because they would bring cats and they would bring goats and hogs. And just kind of let them run wild. And they ate the birds. The yeah, they Goats decimated. Well, they eat the eggs. They like destroy the nests. Oh, that's so. So sad. they basically decimate the native bird populations everywhere. Wow. So that's why I'm in this like I'm in an internal struggle every day with <laughs> Mo and Larry. Oh, our because feral we're cats we're feeding yard? these feral cats. And how many times have I seen 
new feathers or Wait, seen many, them eating a bird. I, thought I, think, I was out once. I think like four. You've seen it once. I've gone out there and found feathers two or three times. Well, dang. One morning, I just saw Mo just chomping. I could hear her just like crushing bones in her mouth. Wow, that's a pretty descriptive. Thank you for that. Yeah, it was. Well, if I can make you feel better, I doubt they're decimating indigenous bird families. I I just hope that it is an invasive bird. Like the rock pigeons. <laughs> that would be fine. Those street dove. The street doves, yeah. Yeah. Guys, fun fact that we can close with, unless you have more questions. Pigeons are doves. <laughs> the a different kind of dove. Yep, they're the Eurasian rock dove. They're called rock doves? Because they, they, their natural habitat would be rocky cliffs really that makes sense because they're on concrete a lot they're on concrete and they live in large urban centers on the side of skyscraper buildings Mm. what is more natural to them than a skyscraper when you compare it to a cliff hang out in urban settings and not rural settings as often or is that just because when it comes to the Eurasian rock dove, I think so. <laughs> and you mean pigeons? Pigeons, right? We're talking about the so pigeons you to, see. Because I always just assume that this is a tangent that no one cares about, but I'm interested. I'm invested now. I always assumed that pigeons hung out in city centers because there was a lot of trash and like also like trash, i.e., food on the ground, and that's why they like to go. To but I, yes, that is part of it. I think it is also because they just feel so natural finding their little crevices in these tall buildings. When you think about hunting in the Midwest or really hunting just about anywhere, the, the most common bait that you lay out is corn or like when you think about feeding birds, it's just a bunch of seeds. So to your point, if you are, if you have a farm in in central Texas or East Texas that has a bunch of corn on it, where are all where are all the pigeons? Why aren't there a bunch of pigeons there? It's because there it's aren't because big tall buildings. False. I'm gonna okay, go ahead, tell me. Because the birds aren't real. Ooh. That's why. Ooh. They're not real. They're just that's government a, drones. That's a good point. Yep. There Maybe it's because the birds aren't real. Yep. I think we should end it there. I wanted to talk about things <laughs> that we are not thankful for. Oh, I feel like I've talked about that too But much. we've, I think this is a good note to end on. It's pretty uplifting. All Hopefully right. it gets people excited for the holidays. And today we are at Jason's Deli. They had Christmas music playing. If you're playing your Christmas music already, please don't tell us. Just wait a couple days, y'all. Just wait a little bit longer. If you dare try and tell us, we will block you from listening to the oh podcast. <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> no, no, we guys? need you. We need you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we need wow. our fans. It was a joke. <laughs> it was it was too <laughs> too strong. Uh, I came off too strong there. <laughs> that was supposed to be funny. It probably you got probably a laugh. Somebody okay. laughed. Yes, somebody yeah. laughed. Mm-hmm. Good. Okay. Well, with that, enjoy your. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, y'all. 
but here we're gonna go. Bye-bye.